0: Hello everybody, my name is Maun and this is Maun's Gadget Talk. Uh, today we've got plenty of devices to talk about and obviously some hot news and stuff. So let's get right in without further ado. Obviously we start with the Galaxy Note 20. I mean, it's, it's Samsung's upcoming flagship. The S20 is out. I've heard good things about it. Uh, this year will probably be uh, no different from last year. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's get right into it. So, about the Note 20, uh, Galaxy. Uh, sorry, right, Samsung is doing a, their Unpacked event on August 5th, and uh, while they're going to announce the new Note 20 series, the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra has already been leaked, and a video came out showing pretty much a hands-on uh, of the phone, and the phone itself, I mean, as the design is pretty similar to the Note 10, but it has a new copper-gold color. Uh, even the color itself, it's in the invite, the splash sort of. If you look at the pictures, look it up online. And in the video, uh, if you look at the phone quite closely, and it, it's, it's, it moves as, it nav- as the person's navigating the phone, it's already leaked sort of. It's running really quickly, which means that the phone will have 120 Hertz display like the S20 Ultra, and also probably have plenty of cameras. I mean, the cutouts is quite interesting. It's pretty. It seems like there are going to be bigger sensors on it. But um, uh, it'll even have a time-of-flight sensor, and it'll have plenty of sensors. And the cutout's obviously bigger than the P40 Pro, from the looks of it. I mean, uh, it'll probably have uh, the camera of sort of an S20 Ultra, and it'll be probably better than it. So, uh, yeah. Also, at the Unpacked event, a lot of people have been saying this, and that is that uh, the Galaxy Fold 2, or the Z Flip Z Fold 2 actually some are saying that the Z Flip because it was successful they're now going to call their lineup of foldable phones the Z Fold so Galaxy Z Fold 2 but now a new sort of tweet from Max Weinberg? Weinstein? hang on let me me correct this up one second so this tweet from Max Weinberg and he stated that uh, they're not going to show the new Fold 2 during the unpacked event because apparently the software is not uh, ready for prime time, according for Samsung's standards. So they've already developed the phone, it looks nice, but the software is quite horrible and stuff so they're going to delay it. So he's just saying that because it's, gonna be, it's not going to be ready for the September launch, it's going to be delayed. The Samsung's probably going to launch it later so it's not going to be in the impact event. That's kind of a bummer if you're a fan of foldables honestly. But uh, hey, uh, better late than never. The first fold itself had plenty of its own fair share of delays. The screen was a bit funny, everyone remembered the, the, where the gap was, the screen, if you just you know peeled off it because you thought it was screen protector, You know, it would uh, crack the whole screen. It was pretty fragile. I mean, even the Z Flip had its own sort of durability problems. Remember, they had said it was hybrid glass, but it was not even glass, pretty much. It was almost like strong plastic, so oh well. We will definitely see what Samsung has in store on August the 5th. Uh, already at this point, the neutrality is probably leaked, like most things in tech. So yeah, that's pretty much gonna be fun. And in Realme news, because everyone's talking about Realme, fastest-growing smartphone brand in Asia. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are starting to buy Realme phones, and their flagships are really nice. and And they're also becoming known for their fast charging, uh, bragging about 30 watt fast charging, 50 watt fast charging, 65 watt fast charging, and now. If rumours are correct, according to one prominent leaker, uh, there will probably be 100 watt plus fast charging. Dart charge 100 watt plus. Uh, this is according to a rumour by a famous uh, leaker, if I can bring this up here, by Ishan Agravani. says that Reliable Sports tells me that Realme is developing a 100 watt plus fast charging tech to be reeled in July. It might be called Ultra Dart. And can charge one third of a 4,000 milliamp per hour plus battery in just three minutes. As you can see in the image, and he gave it image pretty much of a test diagnostics test. It's all in Chinese. As you can see in the image, uh, 11,660 milliamp indicates almost 120 watt watts of charging speed. Boy, that is really really fast. We're talking god all these chinese phone brands if one thing i can be glad about them and that is that they're boosting up charging speeds because that's probably one problem about using a phone is they use it all day goes to 10 percent plug it right in takes like i don't know what for a lot of people feels like an eternity almost six hours to charge a phone and now the phone batteries themselves are getting bigger so obviously fast charging to the rescue i love fast charging uh, more power to these brands like realme redmi show me oppo vivo they're definitely innovating with fast charging i think if a brand can offer fast charging i think people are going to buy it it's still pretty expensive it's pretty much a premium if you're buying a hundred dollar phone you don't get fast charging yet i mean it's on a four hundred dollar phone but hey i'm sure realme is going to put this on their x-series phone obviously they're keeping it ready for another sort of flagship type phone down the road and obviously there's the oneplus nord which is going to come out next week pretty much and that is guaranteed to have fast charging. I mean, it's it's almost standard in the industry to have fast charging. I mean, it's kind of awesome. So yeah, more power to Realme. Uh, Not really much of a fanboy, I'm actually more of a show me fanboy, but hey, everyone loves innovation. We all win in the game of innovation. Uh, More power to them also. So yeah, moving on to the Google Nest, our apparently upcoming speaker. After it was leaked in the Japanese regulatory filing, Google showed off the design of its upcoming smart speaker. Uh, which is a long-awaited success of the original Google Home. If, you, if everyone knows Google Home, I mean, it's this cool little thing, a Google Assistant on it. You say, okay, if you're watch, listening to this on a smart speaker, it may be triggered, but I'll say this, he Google, and then it would pretty much, uh, you can ask anything. You can make it play stuff off Netflix, YouTube, you could stream music, podcasts. Hey, my podcast, if you listen to it, shout out to you. And uh, control your smart home, it's pretty amazing. And uh, except this was like the device itself has been pretty old, it's been out for a long, long time in the market and now there's probably going to be a new version coming out. Obviously it's not going to be called the Google Home, it'll be the Nest Home something. Uh, now in the video itself, it was shown that it could stand vertically. This was kind of, you know, the leak kind of confirmed because we're standing vertically and it could work in stereo mode a bit like the Sonos One. Uh, Google obviously didn't reveal the name or pricing or any details of its time, but we hopefully revealed in full during the Pixel 5 launch event later this year, and also uh, coming out with that launch event hopefully will be a successor to the Chromecast. Chromecast is quite a popular device to stream videos and stuff from your phone, and the upgraded version of the Chromecast will have Android TV full out with the remote and stuff. This has been long requested for a lot of people, uh, like we want a, uh, a remote and you know you could stream stuff. You could just go into a menu and you can stream stuff. So uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, then moving on uh, from Google, uh, this is this came out like la- late last week, so I didn't cover it in the first episode. But this came out late last week. This is from Gadget, and that is uh, according to Gartner and the IDC, uh, the PC PC sales have bounced back into. The second quarter of 2020 basically second quarter of 2020 is uh pretty much between march and june sort of now the other four months of the year uh after its weakest quarter in years mostly due to shelter in place orders prompted by the coronavirus pandemic we all know what's happening in the world right now pc shipments grew year over year in the second quarter the former says shipments totaled 64.8 million units Well, IDC says global shipments reached 72.3 million units, which is 11.2% higher compared to the same period last year. And that's a lot of laptops. I mean, primarily people have bought two-in-ones convertibles laptops. Those have seen the highest amount of sales. Obviously, uh, a lot of people have been staying at home and been working from home. And obviously, uh, they've been doing online learning. Classes have been online. So everyone's rushing out to get their laptops. That's a good thing for the laptop makers, pretty much. Uh, There have not been growth in sales in PCs. I mean CPUs are not really that big of a thing, that's how I pronounce PCs pretty much, they're CPUs because they have their full desktops, but okay, but uh, that's a good thing and uh, moving on, we, there's another story, Ming-Chi Ko previously said the first ARM Mac would be a 13.3 inch MacBook Pro and would ship before the end of the year Notably, for Apple's announced two-year transition timeline on the WWDC stage, the day follows up a, a deeper outlook for the MacBook line as Apple moves from Intel CPUs to custom chips uh, chips of its own design. This is interesting. I mean, I mean, Apple's moving to Apple Silicon. It's an interesting time. Intel obviously is uh, shook, shook to the core, <laughs> because the uh, Apple Silicon will be faster, more efficient, and lower power si- sipping than Intel. Uh, so, what MacBooks exactly? So according to this report from nine to five mac uh... obviously i said this earlier the thirteen point three inch macbook pro will probably be the first to have the apple silicon chip but the report states uh, according to mintrico that a, that app, that uh, obvi- all the 13.3 inch macbook pro will be available later this year with an apple silicon chip but he also expects that a macbook air will also go into production around the same time and will be available that later that year obviously early next year and obviously that time early next year there'll probably be a redesigned MacBook Pro with 14 and 16 inch screen sizes Co speculates that the co- cost reductions associated with switching from Intel to Apple CPUs will allow Apple to lower the enterprise of a MacBook Air further of course he doesn't have knowledge about Apple's marketing or pricing plans we'll see maybe it'll just be an $899 they'll probably make it a $900 laptop we'll see I mean we're not that sure yet with which will be the first Apple device. Hopefully it will be a MacBook because people are looking to buy more MacBooks and obviously there's a big market for laptops. As I earlier said, there's greater demand because of work at home and uh, the whole work at home online studying demand and uh, people are going to be running out on getting MacBooks and they're obviously the best choice long battery life that will get longer under an Apple Silicon chip. So that's definitely exciting times ahead in, in that realm. Speaking of Apple world, uh, <laughs> uh, another report from 95 fact that has recently come out a few days ago, and that was about the AR headset, or the Apple Glass. That's probably Apple's biggest sort of new product category that's going to be launching in the next couple of years, hopefully, uh, probably since the Apple Watch and the revamped Apple TV, if you can consider that a brand new product or category in and of itself. And here, the it's a... What's said here? 95 is 95. Mac has reported it, and that is Apple has been. Apple has allegedly seen some notable progress recently with its AR headset and Apple Glasses efforts. A new report from the information, a leading sort of tech publication. It's under a paywall, so if you go and see the article, it's going to be under a paywall. So keep that in mind. Uh, says that the company's semi-transparent lenses, one of the most important components of the upcoming wearable glasses or devices, sorry, have passed the prototyping stage and have moved into trial production. Additionally, the report includes new details on the thickness of the lenses, integrated technology, and more. The, care pro- the report is careful to note that the lenses are for Apple's upcoming AR devices, meaning it's unclear if they will be for the AR headset that's, arrived, that's expected to arrive first in 2022 or the eventual AR Apple glasses that could arrive by 2023. There are pretty much—it's uh, not just one line of products. There's the headset, and then there's the actual. Apple glasses I honestly think given typical Apple they're gonna launch the Apple glasses because it's a bit more seamless and you know thin (laughs) all right the information reports its sources say Apple has been working on the semi-transparent lenses with major manufacturing partner Foxconn since 2018 everyone knows that if you if Apple devices are made in China Foxconn does it the timing also lines up with with when Apple purchased Acona Holographics, a company that specializes in liquid crystal on silicon displays to project images on special lenses. So it's kind of this is an article that's kind of talking about how Apple's been working on these for a very, very long time and they've done pretense testing with these devices and obviously everyone knows that Apple's moving into AR sort of uh, AR, VR experiences. It's done AR kit, It's bought plenty of companies in the, in this space. It's recently bought NextVR, which is a content creation, uh, content company sort of with VR content. It's even done the NBA games in VR uh, for broadcasters. So, I mean, Apple is seri- pretty serious in this. It's probably the next big thing to come out of Apple eventually in the next couple of years, obviously on top of the sil- Apple Silicon Max and the new iPhones and stuff, and then there's gonna be this. So, uh, ni- so here, ninety-five MAC quoted this from the information that is, the person said making the R lenses is especially challenging because they are composed of multiple extremely thin layers of different synthetic materials, each of which is susceptible to bubbles, scratches, and other marks. To reduce defects, the lenses must be manufactured in dust-free zones, known as clean rooms. That's where this kind of reminds me of how CPUs are made, like no dust at all, or else it'll be ruined. This is interesting. The lenses are slightly larger than those found in eyeglasses. The person said. This is another detail that we know of now of these AR glasses that Apple's making is that the lenses themselves are pretty thick to help project that display that will be for those VR experiences. God I'm already starting to say that this is going to be kind of complicated. Uh, it's going to be pretty complicated to do this so uh, no wonder it's taking them a lot of time but um, but they're well past their prototyping stages and they're entering to production. Hopefully we will see this in the next couple of years. Uh, probably this will be out by 2023 and that'll be fun. And also, but also I'm suspecting Apple's getting ready for it. Uh, they've been stepping up ARKit a lot. They've been improving it on iOS and iPadOS. And that means that uh, they're almost ready to make it sort of a p- proper OS. And they're kind of learning the way around it. So uh, hopefully... Uh, we will hopefully see these guys. I'm quite excited, genuinely. Like, already AR-VR has been a big trend for the last couple of years. We had the Oculus Rift, sort of, that started the VR game, and then we've had subsequent headsets from HTC and, and Oculus, and then we had AR products, Microsoft HoloLens, and that's actually, un- people are buying and using them, but obviously right now HoloLens is quite expensive headsets, not for c- regular consumer use, or for everyone. Uh, a couple of businesses are using it. And then a magic leap came, came out which was AR glasses but they didn't really take off because they were very very expensive what i'm trying to say is that the technology is quite cumbersome it's expensive and uh, very few people have it and obviously uh, i think the closest thing to what Apple's probably doing right now is focal glasses the focal glasses are like kind of these small time kind of com- startup that's also doing these AR kind of glasses recently they got scooped up at google for good money that means the space is going to get hot really really quickly Maybe, uh, who knows, like the iPod, like the iPhone, like the AirPods, they're going to score a big hit here. They're going to make this a mainstream sector, so definitely a new uh, segment, hardware segment to look out for. But the thing is, Apple is obviously getting into software. Obviously, they're trying to focus also on Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, and software services and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard for Apple. More cutting-edge hardware or more cutting-edge services, it's going to be an interesting uh, time ahead. Uh, I'm kind of psyched for these glasses. I'm definitely gonna be the first to buy them if I have the money. So uh, yeah, fun times ahead. Now we know more about the Apple glasses. And uh, moving on to Android. So about uh, speaking about Android, most of you may or may not know this. If you know me personally, I'm a bit of a Xiaomi fanboy. So if I like to talk about. If I like to talk a lot about Xiaomi. Me, forgive me here. I'm I'm a big big fan. So uh, I was just seeing on my Twitter feed, and this came up the uh, next two days, Xiaomi is going to be doing sort of an ecosystem product launch. Basically, like a global event for global audiences. They're going to be showcasing the new devices that they have, and I'm all about new devices here. But I know what they're probably going to be launching here, the Mi Band 5 Global Edition, finally. That's going to be coming out, and probably something to do with a scooter. They're probably going to have another scooter because they're pretty good at it. If you know the Xiaomi ecosystem, there are a lot of companies that make gear that Xiaomi sells online in their store in China. And obviously, they obviously have apps and integrations with Xiaomi, with their phones. And obviously, globally, they then sell it with the MI name on it. And uh, so, the Mi Band 5, a smart scooter, and then another one I've been hearing the uh, past couple of weeks, I've been reading uh, reports about it, and that is Xiaomi. Uh, most people do not know they make their own TVs and then they make their streaming boxes that have Android TV on them and in some countries the Patchwall OS which lets you access content from various services kind of like an Apple TV app for a show me <laughs> but um, uh, they're gonna be making a Mi TV stick finally, a streaming stick a bit like a Fire TV stick, I'm kind of psyched about it frankly uh, it's, uh, we've been waiting for this kind of product and uh, now they're gonna release it so yay it's going to come in two variants. There's going to be a Full HD version and a 4K version. The Full HD version is going to be like $40 and then the Full HD version is going to be a bit more expensive. So uh, yeah, uh, definitely looking for that product. I'll probably quickly buy that if Google does not release that Android TV dongle of theirs. That's going to be a success with the Chromecast as I said earlier. But uh, we'll see. I'm definitely excited about this one. Uh, I mean, Show me makes some really good products and I'm a big big fan of theirs. As you could see from my enthusiasm. Moving on uh, with Lenovo, um, this is a report that's come from ex day developers and uh, a well-renowned and a leak by. Let me bring this up. Till Cottman and obviously well-renowned leaker even Blass and uh, shared on his Patreon. Go support his Patreon. He he obviously leaks a lot of this stuff. It's a hard business, so. Uh, <laughs> join his patreon I don't have a link just google it anyways so uh, this report from XDA Developers states that uh, Lenovo I mean a famous PC brand top PC brand I mean if you buy a cheap laptop it better be a Lenovo also probably buying a used HP (laughs) Uh, and they're making a new tablet if the leak suggests is true and this is a new tablet that's gonna be called Lenovo Yoga X and the idea is that the tablet there's a picture of this again EVLeaks shared it and it's gonna be, and it looks like a typical yoga tablet with a kickstand and all that. But it'll, ha- it'll also have a secondary display function. Most human owners, this portable displays have been a big, big business. Obviously, work at home, everyone needs a second monitor, and they don't want to get a big monitor. The one, one that you can put on, on your bed, or on your desk, and you can move it around. You know, so portable monitors are a big, big business. A lot of them are coming out. If you go am- go to Amazon right now, you're gonna be able to get a 1080p portable monitor, for ch- portable monitor for cheap. Uh, and it's a pretty big business and obviously there are a lot of uses for portable monitors. I can think you can go out camping or in the car, you can just pop it out, you can have a second display or you can use that display to play to obviously use your game console or phone and you can watch stuff on a big screen. So the YOGA, apparently that this developer Til Ottmans discovered a few internal documents from XDA developers that outlined the second screen UX wi- wireframe for the YOGA X device. The document that they found contained a few markers of what a tablet could look like uh, as shown in the feature image above shared by Heaven Blast. Now it states in the slides that uh, the Yoga X can become a secondary display through a micro HDMI port that a person connects then to a, say a device like a laptop or say a Nintendo Switch and then when it's connected the tablet switches to a secondary display mode uh, cutting out uh, the Android OS and stuff and then running the secondary display Then, when that's done it switches back to, an Andro- to being a regular Android tablet um, and it says and also it's going into detail about what the t- product will pretty much be uh, some neat features. The Android system brightness and system volume levels will be used Pressing the tablets volume buttons to adjust the volume will show a volume indicator on display even if the Android OS isn't showing. The user can control whether audio is output from the tablet or other available output devices. Touching anywhere on the display will will display the brightness adjustment, power and output display settings. So that kind of reveals sort of the mode that will be killer feature. That will be pretty much the killer feature of the Yoga X. Uh, be a sec- to become a second display. It's pretty awesome that uh, the Lenovo tablet It could be a portal display. Now if you think about it, if you talk about your PC, connecting your tablet, if you have an iPad, there's a sidecar mode on for uh, Macbooks, and then if you both Mac and Windows, there's been this thing called Duet Display, an app. You can get it in the App Store. It's been there for a couple of years now. Uh, that's on the iPads, pretty much. And then obviously on Android, there have been pretty custom apps and stuff that where you can connect through USB and you can get a display running. Here, this is a direct display. So this is the difference, pretty much. And the thing is, you know, Lenovo, I mean, the thing is Android tablets don't sell like hotcakes. And obviously, because if you want a high-speed high computer, you're going to get Windows 2 and 1 at this point. It does the same thing. But uh, I like that Lenovo is pretty much pivoting themselves and adding pretty cool features. They have already sell tablets where you can run Google Assistant in one mode, and it could be a regular tablet. Pretty awesome. Uh, That Lenovo was doing this, I mean, they're pretty much thinking of pretty killer use cases. So uh, hopefully this actually comes out. I'd actually would want to get it. And finally, I earlier talked about how Realme is going to be developing a hundred plus watt fast charging mode. And guess what? Its sort of sister concern, Vivo's IQ (laughs) and gaming phone division, now has, and this is actually reported today, actually recently, one hundred and twenty watt fast charging. And they actually put a video out, and it showed that it charged charged the entire phone up, up to 100% in just. Get this, your jaws will be dropped, and I'm gonna be shocked. <laughs> think of the u- situations where it would be life-saving. 15-minute fast charging, full charge in 15 minutes. Five minutes to get to like a couple of hours on an Oppo now, but now you get a 120 watt fast charging, gets you a full charge in 15 minutes. It'd be phenomenal for those gaming phones, big batteries, and soon you're gonna have a lot of 5G phones with big batteries. And it's pretty awesome. And the thing is, IQ will have announced today that they have 120-watt 120-watt-plus fast charging. I don't know, it's Chinese phone brands, man. I mean, they're really stepping up the charging game day by day. First, we had 10-watt charging. Wow, 15. Oh, great. 30. I'm sorry. What? 60. Wow. Good. 65. Not bad oh wow now we're talking business 100 plus wow and now 120 watt what's next 200 watts trust me this fast charging is great and uh, definitely i think the uh, benefits are going to be helpful in places like s- electric cars electric vehicles are getting fast charging that's have been helping so innovation in one place is going to help innovation in other areas but man fast charging i am man this is exciting this is exciting times show me oppo vivo real me iq one plus they're all killing it in the fast charging game Uh, iq especially uh, this is a demonstration they've shown that one of their phones can do 120 watt plus fast charging and the idea is that you can get 50 percent capacity in five minutes and 80 percent capacity in 10 minutes and then after 15 minutes the phone completely charges and then they compared it with another phone and it was like in five minutes it could only do like 15 percent and then only 15 minutes it does half a charge that was a sixty five watt charging and a hundred and twenty watt it can do it at double speed and so if you could do eighty percent in just ten minutes that's quite a lot and obviously five minutes it could slowly charge because if you charge it way too quickly it will it'll cause a really hot mess with your battery oh man it's 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 quite exciting i mean i mean they, this is a lot of innovation i mean I enjoy fast charging oh and also it's interesting that uh Vivo's, sort of, subsidiaries doing this. Uh, switch this, and if IQ is able to pull this off, then uh, let's face it, OnePlus will be getting it down the road. Oppo will be getting it down the road. Vivo will be getting it down the road eventually in one of their phones the next year or two. And definitely help with their 5G phones and stuff because, man, 5G phones, I mean, they're higher frequencies and they're gonna suck more battery. Uh, they can get it pretty efficient, but it's gonna too much take more raw battery. So, yeah, exciting phones ahead. I've just been getting hectic here but uh, crazy times ahead pretty much if you think about it so uh, it's fun that they'll be fast charging and it's going to be very very fast so uh, it's it's a big deal really because I think it'll be a big big reason to upgrade to a new phone is fast charging. Your phone will just top up quickly in half an hour or here in this example 15 minutes which is a big big deal so also fun times. So yeah that's was fast charging. It's fun. Um, moving on to the final story. Uh, as we wrap this up, uh, OnePlus will be releasing TWS another. I mean, a new TWS earbuds, and it'll be called OnePlus Buds. And they'll arrive on July 21st, pretty much in time for the OnePlus Nord. Hey, another day, another TWS device. Totally wireless stereo pairs. Another AirPods copy. God. AirPods, like I think there's so many companies that ran out and re- made totally wireless uh, earbuds, like they're true wireless earbuds. Like, this has become a big business. But hey, uh, one, this is actually a, rep- uh, a post came in OnePlus forum and uh, they've been saying, uh, someone posted this. Uh, OnePlus has posted this actually because they have a kind of a community element. I know you guys have been asking for true wireless earphones. We heard you. See our first truly vi- f- our first truly wireless earphones OnePlus Buds on July 21st during the OnePlus Nord AR launch. Oh, I forgot to mention that the OnePlus Nord is going to be launching next week and uh, it'll be kind of and it's now confirmed it's going to be like a total AR launch. So, you know, it's going to be you get a little paper and you can scan it and you can see it in AR. I mean, and in India, they're selling kind of like this invite card so you can do the AR thing for like 100 rupees or a dollar or two. Well, that's interesting. And um, as for now, this is from Pocket now. As for now, we're totally dark, we're in the dark as to how the OnePlus Buds will look, the features, or how much they will cost logically. There was a tweet that kind of came from another leaker and uh, it showed the pods its look. It's a bit funny, it's like actual pods. Except and it says on the right, left July, which means that they're going to be launching in July. And I think I see another picture or video, and, and it showed the OnePlus Buds, and they're going to be black. That's that's fun. But also, it uh, was kind of a leaked photo, sort of, it showed, and the charging case is going to be unique, sort of. It's not another copy of the AirPods, and it's going to be this rounded case, and it's going to be a bit like the new Pixel Buds. So that's going to be fun. So yeah. If there's something unique, then and if it's actually affordable per one plus, like it's if it's 50 bucks, then people are gonna run out and buy it. It's gonna sell out like hard case, 50, 60 bucks. Like people are gonna spend that kind of money for these kind of TWS. But the prices are going down day by day for these kind of products. So uh, we'll see on July 21st when the Nord, also when the OnePlus Nord will launch, and so will these TWS earbuds. So that was the podcast, and uh, obviously it's early days. Seems like nobody's listening to it, but uh, if you're the only one who's been listening to it, thank you very much uh, for being there. Uh, It's early days, so uh, hopefully uh, this will grow and become a big thing. Um, Until Wednesday, this is Mahmoud's Gadget Talk. Thanks for listening. My name is Mahmoud. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. We're not out on iTunes yet, apparently, but we'll try. Hopefully, it'll be out by a couple of episodes. it will be on iTunes because Anchor's got to figure out uh, publishing on that. Uh, but until Wednesday, thanks for listening. Subscribe, share, tell everyone to listen, and uh, have a great day. And uh, see you in the next po- see you in the next episode. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.